With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. A terrific show lined up for you today. And you, you audio keeners may notice that my voice may or may not sound a little different. As I said at the last show, my poor H2 has gone the way of the electronics graveyard. So now I'm recording the show on the Victorina stream, courtesy of my lovely other half. <laughs> so. Uh, I am still experimenting with this, so bear with me if if things don't completely sound the way they should. I'm, I'm trying, uh, but but this is the best I can do for now, because buying a new H2 just ain't in my budget. Anyway, onwards and forwards as we go, because the show must go on, and I like to keep on doing it. We'll start things off with, with a movie which is kind of appropriate for this time of year, uh, courtesy of Anchor Bay. Entertainment is a place in hell, based on a real-life serial killer and set in a very chilly, snowy, um, I guess, theme park, Halloween-y theme park, where some young film students uh, get more than they bargained for when they try to film their own horror movie. Then we go from a modern-age horror to horror of the past, where we go back once again to the world of Lizzie Borden with the Lizzie Borden Chronicles on DVD, courtesy of Sony Home Video, starring Christina Ricci and Clea Duvall, as we return to the very murderous Lizzie Borden. And then we go from a woman who uh, leads a path of destruction to a destructive event, if you will, with the complete first season of The Leftovers, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, with season two just coming out very recently. I thought, let's go back in time and let's talk about season one, where 2% of the world's population vanish, and and the, and the people of this small town have to deal with that. Then from there, we're going to wrap things off uh, with my book review of The Movie Book. Courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So I'm going to take a little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. My movie review for this episode is A Place in Hell. Courtesy of Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. Now, this is a another um, indie horror film. In this one... Uh, a bunch of film students uh, are get uh, assigned to do their own horror movie. Now, the, unbeknownst to them, the, the the place they pick for the film, their horror lo- uh, filming 
is also the home of a true life serial killer, and there on the menu. Now, uh, this is a, a an interesting little indie movie. I gotta note, though, that at the start of it, their 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 horror professor, if you will, I don't know, professor of horology, whatever you want to call it, he he's talking to them about horror movies, and he has on the whiteboard some movies written down. Some are legit, you know, like The Haunting and uh, one of the Saw movies. But then they throw up there on the whiteboard, and I don't know if somebody is just being a dick or, or just joking around, but one of the movies they threw up on the whiteboard was 27 Dresses. And I'm sorry, you you IMDB that movie, that is not a horror movie, that is a chick flick. Maybe it's so bad they consider it a horror movie, but no, it's really a chick flick. So why is that even in the list? I don't know if, if they just deliberately did that or somebody really doesn't know their horror movies properly. So you watch that in the beginning, it, it, it'll be there. So that that's the case. This is very much a low-budget movie. And it, it starts off uh, kind of a little disturbing because we got like a little bit of necrophilia kind of start it. You know, like, well, here's, here's where we're starting this movie. And then it kind of proceeds where these uh, six film students, uh, two guys and four girls, go to this this, this kind of haunted farm, if you will, to film. And, and, they, and they quickly, well, not that quickly, not as quickly as it should be, discover that they're not alone in the in the farm. Now, to add to this, and this is almost like two movies in one. I don't know why they filmed this this way. Add and into this mix is you have a, a drunken ex-cop. You, you get introduced to this, this old ex-cop who's, you know, down on his luck. He's drinking because that's, you know, the stereotype of all ex-cops. And, 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 and he's... He's, he's, you know, um, all bent out of shape because he couldn't solve this one murder, right? Which coincidentally ties into the kids. So the, the movie is is constantly jumping back and forth between the tale of this cop. Who's like, he's like down and out, you know. And just, he conveniently, you know, stirs up the old courage to, 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 to race to the farm and try to save the kids from this really screwed up killer and the only reason that you have a, the, the the guy's killer and they kind of show this they show the scene of, of of this woman reaming out this poor little uh, african-american kid and you believe that oh because his mama done yelled at him and called him bad names that made him his serial killer so okay so so yeah <laughs> yeah that in it uh, you can tell this is a low-budget movie. The, you know, the, 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 the effects are there. Uh, the, there is teased nudity, all right? There is suggestive scenes, but it ain't no HBO. It ain't like, boobies. You know, you don't, you don't get that in this movie. Um, so <laughs> you get, you know, partial nudity, but, but all you pervs out there, no, you know, you're not, you want that? Watch something else. Um, so that's there. The the cover is a little deceptive. It shows a creepy dude with a clown mask, and yet he only really wears it once, and most of the time he ain't wearing it. So I don't know why they put that on the cover, other than well, it's a creepy movie because he's wearing a clown mask. Now the the location I have to admit is good. I don't. I'm pretty sure this farm exists somewhere. 
and and it it, it is it is generally creepy. They they have a a fun room with these plastic drapes things. It's like a hall of mirrors but with plastic drapes. That is kind of creepy. And and you do get a lot of POV from the killer sort of thing. Uh so so you have that. So it's a creep like they definitely went to some place. There's no way they could have built all this stuff on a low budget. And and it's different seeing a horror movie in the snow. And as us Canadians can relate, yeah, you know, it that so that's something different. Um Overall, it is it is a, a low budget horror movie. Uh, there are no extras in this. Nada, de nada. It's a vanilla release. The acting is 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 there. There's one girl who plays kind of like the Pris Pris girl, and and I don't know if she was deliberately overacting, but she did a good job. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're looking for kind of a an independent horror movie. Yeah, uh, this is it. Um, it. It is, you know, it, it's, um, the, the quote is a place, because uh, I always read you quotes. The quote of this one is, A place in hell deserves a place in your horror library by Michael Joy of um, HorrorNews.net. Okay, that depends on what your library consists of. That's what I'm going to say. Um, if you If you love indie genre movies, with actors you've never heard of before, sure. Um, but but it all you know depends on your taste and preference. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I I think this movie could have been helped by maybe at least some kind of known stars. I mean, you know, people I've never heard of is is good in some ways. It, it, to kind of bring the realism in it, but sometimes some movies just need a little bit of star power. That That's my opinion. Uh, so that is my take of A Place in Hell on the DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment.
Father Andrew and stepmother Abby on August 11, 1892. Following a grand jury indictment, Lizzie Borden went on trial in June of 1893. Although acquitted of the charges against her, the question of whether Lizzie Borden committed the murders still to this day remains unknown. My TV show miniseries review for this episode is The Lizzie Borden Chronicles, courtesy of Sony Home Video. Now, this is a, a very interesting eight-part miniseries. Now, a while back on the show, of course, I reviewed The Lizzie Borden Took an Axe movie starring Christina Ricci. This is very interesting that this is a follow-up to that TV movie. Now, slight spoiler here for the TV movie in case you haven't seen it. Uh, Lizzie uh, viciously kills both her mother and father with an axe, goes to trial, gets away with it. Because Christina Ricci plays this so well, in, in that she's so, so tiny and so demure that they're thinking, no way this small woman could ever have whacked her, her parents to death with an axe. And that's kind of the premise of this whole show, where Lizzie, oh man, and the body count in this woman is crazy. Where where Lizzie gets gets away with all of this stuff, because who would suspect little Lizzie Borda? I mean, she's already been acquitted, so why would we suspect her? As I said, the, the storyline kind of takes place right after the events of the trial, where Lizzie is trying, you know, with her, with her sister, uh, Emma, to try to move forward in life. But as always, it seems... People just get in Lizzie's way. And how does Lizzie deal with it? Well, you know, she's not shy of murdering people. And what gets me about this, this miniseries, and it's very much like the original TV movie, and, and that's why I kind of like this, Christina Ricci plays this really well. She can do... She can be. She can kill somebody. Her character can kill somebody, and she does it so emotionless. She's like a bloody shark in that she just—it's like something she has to do. She gets it over with and moves on with her day. And there's times you get a little hint of joy in her face, but it—it's so—it's so not always there, and that's what makes her even more brutal. Also, in, in this eight-part miniseries, we, we do get to explore more of their relationship between Lizzie and Emma and how they have a very messed up uh, sister, sister relationship. Also, Emma in this miniseries does find a love interest, but, you know, thanks to, you know, thanks to, um, <sighs> thanks to Lizzie, it, it, it doesn't last. This is a, a really... I, I, I like this as a miniseries. It, it, it was very well done. Very brutal. If you thought the TV movie, was, the original movie was brutal, ugh, some of the deaths in this show, it gets even more gruesome. And the thing about it is, Lizzie's smart. Uh, a lot of the murders she does herself, but she also convinces other people to kill for her. And, and that's... Man, 
that's and then then and then she they kill for her, and then if they get in her way, gone. And that's how she kind of deals with it. So uh, uh, that's how that works. Also, in this one, your your other kind of main star is um, is Charlie uh, Seringo, played by Cole Hauser. He is the Pinkerton detective that that knows Lizzie is a killer, and and spends most of the season. Uh, really trying to prove that she's not the cute little innocent flower that she portrays herself to be. So we have that. Uh, as with the TV movie too, the costuming and the sets in this are just terrific. I mean, some of the dresses that, that Lizzie and Emma wear are just amazing and beautiful and, and really sets the time period uh, for this. This is a fun miniseries. I, I, I always thought, you know, when, when the, there was more potential for this when I saw the TV movie. And I was not proven wrong in this at all. Christina Ricci just is so good at being creepy. You know, it's that, that it's like Wednesday Adams all grown up and, and, and she don't take no guff from a Noah buddy. And, and the, there's a real development I, I, I like, they really tell the story of Lizzie and Emma. And, and the, the ending is really interesting. Because the only person really that, that Lizzie cares about is Emma. And she, 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 she does it in such a twisted, effed up way that it really takes a toll on Emma. At one point in this season, man, uh, it, it, it just... Emma loses it in a really, really big way. Uh, overall, I, I liked this show. It, it, it was a fun mini series, as is the TV movie. Not for the squeamish. There are the the, the the brutal deaths and the body count in this series is really high. So keep that in mind. And and it, it does. And on a final note, uh, could there be more Lizzie Borden Chronicles? I don't know. If, if 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 this character really got away with all this killing in history, then that is chilling. Just because how she did it. Uh, for extras, sadly, not a lot. Uh, all you get is deleted scenes and a gag rule. That kind of disappoints me. I would It would have been nice to have audio commentary or a featurette or something with with this release, uh, just to hear or just to hear them talk about how they they brought back this character and recreating the role and how Ricci approached it. It, it. it is it is a fun period piece. It's probably the most gruesome I've seen out of this time period. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Great performances by Ricci and Clea Duvall. They really put on a performance here. And and I'd like to see those two work together again in something. I, I think they're a good they have good chemistry and I'd like to see them do more together. I think that'd be a really good idea. So that is my take of the Lizzie Borden Chronicles on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment. So far have we come now in such a little time. We met with melodies and mediocre rhymes. Rush, rush, blood to my head, my mind begins to spin. Woke up in love, yes, that's exactly what we're in. Or just a good trip. Father tells us time is moving by The ground could easily be switched now with the sky My, my, I am so careful almost all the time Gosh darn 
show on blu-ray review for this episode is the leftovers season one courtesy of warner brothers home video now of course i'm starting season one because season two is coming out very soon the premise of this show is this uh, for some unknown reason and they don't explain this at all during the show suddenly one day two percent of the world's population up and vanish from the earth with no explanation so that's 140 million people gone from the earth. And, and they're just, they, they don't explain this. This uh, season centers around the town of Mapleton, where they were a victim of 100 people uh, disappeared out of, out of that 2% of the world's population. So that's the town we're focused in. The, your, your main family in this one are the Garveys. Kevin Garvey, played by Justin uh, Thoreau, he is the, the, the chief of police in the town. You also have Lori Garvey, played by Amy, Amy Brennan. She is the wife of Kevin. And, and since the, the departures, if you will, departure day, she has joined a cult called the Guilty Remnant. And these, these are a bunch of people who, who have kind of separated themselves off and are trying to remind people that, you know, these people actually left. Because the world is trying to move on, and they don't want the world to move on. You also have the, their, their young daughter, Jill, played by Margaret Qualley, and their son, Tom, played by Chris Zelka. Jill is, is a very kind of messed up young girl who, who, as the season goes on, gets into more and more trouble. And Tom isn't with the, the um, family. He's joined off, and he's kind of part of another cult, altogether, uh, led by a, a very weird leader called Wayne. So you have a very uh, a family that was kind of fractured by this event. So they were great before, but this kind of changed the rules. Now, this show is created by Damon Lindloff, who of course was one of the producers of Lost, and it very much doesn't surprise me that the guy from Lost is part of this show. 
because it it it, it has that kind of losty feel to it. So the, the this whole season, and you just get ten episodes in the one season, is around how the Garveys are dealing with this, with with you know this is three years after that event has occurred. Also, in the, in this role is Christopher Eccleston. Yes, the ninth Doctor Who is in this one as a as the local priest Matt Jameson, and and Eccleston is is amazing in this. I almost didn't recognize him. In this role, he has totally dropped his Scottish accent. He sounds like an American. And 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 it's such a different role. You never would associate him. He, he's, he's so good. I mean, it, you don't see the ninth doctor in him whatsoever. So so he's part of this, which is kind of cool. You're also, uh, one of your other main characters in this one is, of course... Nora Durst, played by Carrie Coon. She is another kind of major character in this one. She's a survivor of the departure. All three of her family members, the two kids and her husband, disappeared that day. So she has a weird importance in the community because of that and actually works uh, for the, the Department of Sudden Departures. She provides, she does like quizzes people and then they see if they get benefits for people that have disappeared. It, it's really only lost. So as the season goes, you 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 follow all these people, uh, kind of kind of cope with it, and and you 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 find and you you find that. Um, oh, and also Liv Tyler is in this one as Meg. You you follow her journey as she joins Guilty Remnant. With Laurie and all the crazy stuff that happens, and this this show really builds to a head at the last season because throughout the the season, the the guilty remnant keep doing stuff that are really weird. They're the strangest cult of ever. They're a cult that's not a cult. They all dress in white. They don't talk except for writing on notepads. They live a vow of silence, and and they just do weird things. And they do one weird thing. Right at the very end of the season, which just pushes people past the 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 sanity mark. The the leader of this is played by Anne Dowd. She plays Patty, and and there's a very interesting development. What happens with Patty near the end of the season? And I'm really curious to see how it plays into season two because. Yeah, uh, she, I think she's going to be a part of it, but how how they work that out is very cool. Um, the the theme song for this show is amazing. I really love the season one theme song. It is just so haunting, <laughs> so eerie, and the the whole mural effect is really cool and, and really well done and and a fun show. Uh, I, I like that. Now, I have had a chance to listen to Seasons 2 theme song. Ugh, more on that when I talk about Season 2 next week. But it, I prefer Season 1s. Now, keep in mind, this is, this is very much an adult show. It's very close to HBO in that there are some really violent scenes. At one point, somebody is stoned to death. I'm not joking on that. And, and the language and the content is kind of R-rated. This is very much kind of a HBO kind of show 
so keep that in mind. It's not necessarily the, the best show you've been watching kids around. And, and the teenagers in the show are really messed up. The, the, this departure thing, besides the dogs on the show, has really screwed up the teenagers in this town. They do stuff that you can go on like, what the heck is wrong with you kids? Uh, so it really is the show. The, the Garveys are so messed up. It, it it really does make some compelling drama. For special features in this first season, you do get quite a bit. You get commentary on the first, the pilot, and the finale. So that's cool. It'd be nice to have commentary for all ten. But I always say, if you're going to at least do some, do it on the first and the last. Because those are generally the most significant episodes of any season. You do get a making of uh, featurettes. You do get I Remember, uh, season one, a conversation with Damon... Lindloff and Tom Perota, who wrote the, which, the author of the book, which the show was based on. Uh, you get Living Reminders, The Daily Remnant, uh, The Guilty Remnant, so you get actually a, a um, featurette on that cult. And you get a, a little look into season two, a tease of season two, because season one drops a big old cliffhanger right at the end of it, like all these kind of shows do. In general, I, I liked this this series. It it takes a while to grow on you. Keep in mind, you know, you gotta get a few episodes in before you start really caring about the characters and really understanding the world of Mapleton. And Mapleton is such a messed up town. And so so you 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 kinda have to that. But once you get into it, once you really get into the story, it is really compelling. And and their relationships. I mean the one character, Lori, goes a lot of episodes without speaking a freaking word in the show. And you just want to go, talk, woman! But when she does talk, woo! Yeah, it, it makes sense. They also do, in typical Lost fashion, near the end, give you a flashback of the Garveys in the town before the departures happened. And it really is neat to look and say, wow, this is what this family used to look like. And this is what they turned into. And yeah, there's a lot of times with Lori, you, you, you're just, you, you like, the character, you're like, what, what happened? What got so effed up that you would just abandon your husband and kids completely? You know, what, what cracked for you that, that, that did that? And I think they hint at what it may be, uh, that, that there's that, one, because uh, of anybody in that show, she went to them because she wanted to run away. And there's, there's a hint near the end. You're going, okay, that might have been it. That might have been the thing that separated her from her, her family. Because all throughout the season, you're going, why don't you just go back to them? Why are you with these weirdos who make you wear white and smoke all day and you eat slop with them? And, and and you had such a good life before, you know? Uh, so so you get a little insight on that. I don't know if they're going to expand into it, but you do. Uh, so overall, I, I like the show. It, it's not for the squeamish. It's not for kids. But it, it's really haunting. And, and, and it's a nice premise. It's something new that I haven't seen before. So that is my take of The Leftovers, a complete first season on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video.
My book review for this episode is The Movie Book, courtesy of DK Publishing. Now, this is a very interesting novel. What, what this done is this is part of the Big Ideas series of books that DK publishes. And this gives you a, a, a nice look into the history of movies going back from when they started back in the 1920s right close up until present day. Not like right, right, right into present day, but only a few years behind what is out now. Now, you know, it doesn't list you every movie because, you know, there's been a few over the last few years. But it does highlight some of the the more bigger movies that we've seen. And very much like the Sherlock Holmes book, it, it describes a movie and it, and it kind of narrows it down and says, this is why this is significant and this is the impact it had on culture. And there's a lot of movies, of course, the big ones are in there, Wizard of Oz, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind, you know, uh, th those kind of stuff, The Godfather. But then there are also the odd little movies in there that I've never even heard of before. And I consider myself a pretty decent movie fan. I'm going, oh, I never heard of this, I never heard of that. And da -da 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 -da. So if you're a fan of movies, this is definitely something to check out. It kind of... Gives you insight. You know, Bonnie and Clyde is in here. Shawshank Redemption, Vertigo, Metropolis, which you really should see if you're a sci-fi fan. Um, it, it really gives you a, a, a neat kind of look into the world of movies in a very analytical view, but still interesting and, and, and factual. And if you want to brush up on your movie history, yeah, it, it really is a, a cool book to read and it's laid out in a format that you can just go oh, okay i just want to check out this movie and check out that movie and it's a nice little like snippets of each film so if in pulp fiction of course is in here so so if you're looking for like a nice broad view of the history of movies covering all kind of genres not just one genre in particular yeah then then check out the movie book it really is for one of those like pure kind of movie fans that are out there. So that's my take on the movie book, uh, courtesy of DK Publishing. Well, that's going to finish things off for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can get in touch with me the number of ways. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. -S. Tweet me and I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites I get on Twitter. And check out my Twitter. Occasionally I throw up all kinds of tweety goodness every once in a while. And, of course, all my links for all the recent shows go up there. And any cover art that I get, I put up on my Twitter feed. Also on the social media front, you can check me out on Facebook. Just type in Ramble with Russell in the search engine. And Facebook, you find my Facebook page. Like it. And, and on one of these days... I'll get to updating it soon and putting more, again, links to the two current episodes on the show along with cover art and all that kind of fun stuff. And, of course, you can check out all the new episodes right here in the Talk Shoe Network. I'm show 18411. That was my caller ID. Check me out here. Uh, for all shows from August 2013 up until today and in my older shows, check out my original website on Libsyn, http full colon backslash backslash Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot L-I-B-S-Y-N as in November, dot com. 
that's my original home internet where I have all shows from May 2006 right up until 2013. So a lot of good reviews, interviews, convention coverage, all right there on my original website. That is it for this show. Of course, you can also check out uh, me on iTunes in the iTunes store under podcasts. Coming up in future episodes of the show, I will give you my Season 2 review of The Leftovers on Blu-ray, as well as the brand new Pixar Disney film, The Good Dinosaur on Blu-ray, as well as the, the, the movie The Martyrs and Dead Rising Watchtower on DVD. That's all coming up in future episodes of this very show. Thank you all for listening and putting up with, with my new recording tool. We will see how long I'll need to use this. I'm hoping one of these days to get another H2, but I just don't have the funds to do that right now. Well, maybe down the road. We'll see. Uh, but for now, this is it, and I still uh, hope you enjoy the show, regardless of how it may sound. <laughs> I hope it's good. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.